Hey y'all, it's Trey Cherie with Picture Me Living. And if you watch the YouTube channel, I just gave a slick look concert um, that was horrible. But, drink of the hour. I call this Trey Cherie's sex cocktail. And I use the term cocktail because, I mean, sex, huh, um, it's not normally a term that I use. I like the term mixed drink, but you know, so what it is, um, give you a quick history of, um, Tracery and her drinking. One of the first mixed drinks that I was, okay, back up all the way back. People around me when I was a kid. Ain't drink no mixed drinks. Coke 45, uh, Hennessy, Crown. I seen the Crown bags all the time, the purple Crown bags or whatever. So, you know, um, yeah, I was introduced, like somebody ordered a screwdriver around me when I was in the Navy and I was like, the fuck is that? That sounds painful. And they was like, no, it's, you know, vodka and orange juice. And they looked at me like, and I'm like, okay, first of all, don't do that. Don't do that because I know a little bit more about the streets than you do. So we won't, we won't go there. Yeah, you might know how to order these fancy smancy drinks, these uh, uh Moscow, I was going to say Russian mule, these Moscow mules and shit, bitch. I'm actually from Vine City. Don't do that. Anyway, sex on the beach. I was intrigued when I first heard that phrase because I always want to have sex on the beach and uh sex on the beach if you don't know it is comprised of vodka peach schnapps cranberry orange juice and pineapple juice and I fell in love with that drink uh, I mean I do vodka cranberry vodka orange juice but sex on the beach most bartenders you know good bartenders are gonna know how to make all those drinks I just named um, and they're going to make it really well. Um, peach schnapps does have a lower percentage of alcohol, right? So I started making it at home. I tried to get my little bartender on because fun fact about Tracery, I actually want to be a bartender. I actually want to own my own bar and work in it. Um, yeah. So I tried learning how to mix drinks and be a mixologist and sex on the beach was one of the first drinks. And that's a lot of shit for one drink, right? Uh, I even tried Long Islands and, you know, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's not my drink, my, prefer, my preferred drink, right? I prefer um, if I'm going to do a mixed drink, it has to taste good. Long Islands are fucking disgusting. Don't let nobody lie to you. So... At home, I'm like, yeah, this is a lot of stuff. And then around the time I started to realize that Ciroc became popular, right? We just quit Grey Goose, quit Belvedere, started drinking Ciroc, right? And then that Red Berry came out and hit me like a whirlwind. Um, all the other flavors is nasty to me, but that Red Berry Ciroc just hands down. Um, I can drink that by itself. Okay, I think I had the volume up. A little too high. I know y'all sick of me trying to figure this sound out, but 
that's what happens when you just get started and figure out the rest of this shit later. Imagine if I just got started with podcasts now. With all the complaints about podcasts right now, I, w- I wouldn't have gotten started. But anyway, um, back to the Tracery Sex Cocktail. So um, that Red Berry Syrah came out and it cut out a few steps from my typical sex on the beach. And so it consists of red berry Ciroc, a little bit of uh, pineapple juice. Because by the time Ciroc came out, I mean, I was a heavy hitter. I mean, it's... Um, uh, take me to Russia. Fuck with me, you know. Um, I, I can definitely drink some vodka, right? And I told y'all on the podcast before that... Um, Vodka tastes like the Navy. Well, I was in the Navy around this time, having parties and stuff, going to parties with a bottle of Ciroc. So anyway, uh, red berry Ciroc, splash of pineapple, splash of um, orange juice, and just a little splash of cranberry for the color. So this does have a little bit more. When I tell you this, this particular episode for today, intended for today, has been in so many different directions. <laughs> so... I was actually going to play a game of I Never with a friend, and uh, we were going to have shooters. She didn't want to be too drunk, but still wanted to get lit, and uh, I made it a little heavier on the juice. So if you're looking at the YouTube, um, somebody ought to drink it, though, so hey, here we are. Um, It's still pretty tasty when it's heavy on the juice. But flat stomach tip, health tip, diabetes tip, all of that, mixed drinks will catch up with you. Uh, around the time that I was making these drinks, I had a heavy fupa. I mean, if you, this 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 weight on me, I just weighed myself today, I'm 170. This weight has always been there. And uh, before I really got serious with working out, um... I was drinking beer because sometimes you need to hold something in your hand, especially when you're antisocial like me, especially when you don't go to the club to, you know, meet guys and stuff. Like I really just go to hang out with my friends, like for real, I'm a unicorn. So I would just need something in my hand and I would order a Corona. Then I learned about all these other beers and uh, Yingling. That was a beer choice for a while. And, uh, Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Some Navy shit. Um, <laughs> you learn a lot in the Navy that you just don't need to know, but it's very useful life advice. Um, but yeah, all the mixed drinks and the Mexican food and the lack of working out, lack of discipline in the beer will give you a belly. Um I see it a lot. I still see it in the clubs. I see the women holding the beer, dancing and stuff. And I'm like, girl, uh, it don't even taste good. Like, let's be for real. But it's cheaper and it's something to hold in your hand to get get you through the night. Because I've had some nights, especially when I did give up beer and I switched straight to alcohol. Straight liquor is the easiest way to keep a flat stomach. And tequila is the... I mean, that's just, you're not going to gain a pound if you get drunk off straight tequila. However, the decisions that you make when you drink the tequila, the goddamn 10-piece hot lemon pepper, 
with the ranch, extra ranch on the side, fries, ketchup. Um, fucking around with me on a good tequila night, I'm gonna get a side of mac and cheese. So, you know, the decisions that you make when you drink the tequila, huh? I can't help you with that. However, <laughs> uh that is the best way to go. Um, and I was still making those decisions with the mixed drinks, with the sex on the beaches. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm still doing pretty good. My stomach is here. I'll show y'all before I get a little too heavy. Still got my little flat two-pack. You might can see my cellulite thing going on. But um, it's not as bad. Definitely wasn't what it was like during my sex on the beach days. But I will make shooters. Um, the last few games of I Never in my house. We don't play Never Have I Ever. I live on the west side. It's I Never. We uh, we we real, you know, we real black people over here. So it's I Never and it gets real intense. So <laughs> we were going to play that and we still are. Uh, give me a week. We still are. Submit your... I never questions that you would like to hear Treasury and a friend go over. I may or may not. You know what? Fuck it. If you submit it, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and ask it on the, on the uh, podcast. Come on, fuck with me. So yeah, that's the drink of the hour, Treasury Sex Cocktail. Make it. Let me know how you like it. And yeah, you can make it into shooters for you and your girls. You can make it as sweet as you want, and you can make it. You could just put a splash. Like I said, the graduation of uh, Treasury's tolerance, it, it was just enough for color and for taste because the red berry is immaculate. Uh, I absolutely love it. So I took some notes for this episode because, um, first of all, thank you for the business support. Thank you for um, sharing. I want to apologize for not going live in Miami. If you go back to the past episode, it was chaotic. We had to break it up in, into two days. I would like to thank the guests that sit down with me for free and support my business by talking on this podcast and spilling their, spilling their business out and, you know, participating in the Picture Me Living Treasury shenanigans. I would like to thank everyone for that. Um my solo episodes are my least favorite to record. I love listening to them though because I'm a hoot. Uh, I I cackle like I can't believe, bitch! I can't believe you said that shit. Why you say that? So, um, but the the episodes with my friends, um, the sound, the two mics is is a hassle. The one mic it sounds very unprofessional, but um. People are funny, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep sitting down with people because people people are hilarious. Uh, thank you again, though. Check out PictureMeLiving.store. Um, get you a hoodie, show your support there. Get you a T-shirt and uh, show some love. Also, YouTube. Um, I got like ten subscribers. I don't get a lot of views. But the fact that I'm getting some subscribers um, lets me know to just keep going. Um, Twitter at Treasury, T-R-A-C-H-E-R-I, is getting momentum there. Um, 
very small, but it's definitely noticeable for me. And uh, you can find me there. I put a lot of thoughts down there, whether they are my own, whether they are applicable to me or not. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I just think of somebody else's life and then I come up with a quote and I put it down there or uh, whether I quote someone else. Um, we live on, on Twitter. And that's going to take me to my next topic. So I'm going to go out of order for my notes here. Um, on Twitter, there's a lot of complaining about podcasts, talking about dating, dating and relationships constantly. People giving their opinion. People are giving their opinion. It's never been married. Uh, got several baby mamas baby daddies go to women um trash men um y'all are tired of that so hi my name is Trey Sheree welcome to picture me living podcast where we discuss travel and lifestyle crickets I'm gonna keep trying though I'm going to keep trying. It's a lot of business podcasts out there. Uh, million dollars worth of game. They talk about finances. I actually heard that they talk about finances, but that's not what gets shared. What gets shared is when Gillian them talking about some bullshit, but when they're teaching something positive. And a lot of times when you get behind this mic, um, I've heard Joe Budden issue apologies, right? Um, sometimes you get behind this mic and you have your notes or whatever, but you haven't really thought out the repercussions of your opinion. You haven't even thought this may this may even be a short term opinion, but in the long run, man, this opinion might affect my daughters. If I say something about Megan Thee Stallion, this opinion is going to change. Uh in a few days when more information comes out. So maybe I need to well construct my opinion. Some people don't do that and they have to come back and issue apologies. Well, the lesser known podcasts aren't doing that. They're not prepared to issue apologies because, you know, they're lesser known and they're going to say something that's going to, you know, uppercut you so that you can share it because you guys are sharing bullshit. You guys aren't sharing positive information. So, of course, people are going to regurgitate bullshit like I just said about my Twitter. Um, I could post something about somebody else's life and you could take it and run with it or you can ignore it. But it wasn't applicable to me. That's the only thing. That's the only factual information out of that. That's the only foundation out of all of that is that, you know what? That ain't apply to me. You don't know that. The world don't know that. So these people can go on here and say, you know what? I want my podcast to pop off. I'm finna say some shit about Ray Ray now over there. This ain't applicable to my life, but I know these idiots is going to share it. Um, at the same time, I'm a very positive person. I don't necessarily share anything. So it's a double-edged sword. Um, 
I could work on sharing things that I see that's positive out there. Um, but I am a little bit tired of y'all complaining. It's like people want to complain because it's a lot. It's a lot of mental health podcasts out there. Um, it's a lot of other podcasts that you can listen to. It's a murder mystery podcast that's very popular, actually. Um, you don't have to listen to dating and relationship podcasts and share it, but sip my treasury sex cocktail february recap man it was pretty amazing um i definitely got out of my comfort zone like i said with the africa trip i still haven't gotten one of my bags back and i'm still trying to collaborate on instagram um Outside of that, I don't think I'm going to post anymore. This was more of a cultural trip. This was more of a comfort zone trip. And it's still some comfort zone things that I'm dealing with That with as far as my bag and buying all new clothes and just, you know, stuff like that. Um, the culture was so amazing, though, that I'm fulfilled. Um, the food was so amazing that I'm fulfilled. Um, yeah, Miami was, it was a time, it was a bit chaotic and, uh, I am looking for less chaotic moments now. I don't know if it's because I'm 38. I know it's not because I'm a mom cause I've been a mom for 16 years, <laughs> um, but it could be a combination of me being 38 and a mom. Um, I just want to go somewhere and chill. Um, I've been on that. I want to go somewhere in my tennis shoes. If I want to dress up cool, if I don't cool, I don't want to be forced to dress up. Um, I don't want to be on someone else's time. Um, this is why I get up and go to work so that I can be on my own time so that I can leave when I want to, so that I can sit when I want to, so that I'm not forced to do something that someone else wants to do. Um, I also kind of just like, I don't know how to describe it other than saying peace. Like chaos is fun sometimes, but then, so with that being said, I think that uh, I want to do a dry something, maybe not a dry March because March, why is March long as fuck? Like it's no holidays. It's just 31 days of work. And they, they sprinkled St. Patrick's Day in there, but it's 31 days of work. Um, so I don't think I'm going to do a dry March. I think I'm going to need a drink or two. But maybe a dry couple weeks in March um, and then follow it up with a dry couple weeks in April. Um... Let me know if that's something that you want to join me on. It is uh, well overdue. Like I said, I'm, I'm a little heavy right now, so I want to lose about 15 pounds. And the decisions, the food decisions that come with me drinking is asinine. I love it, though. I be living my best life. <laughs> I be living my best life, bruh. Um, and I want to take advantage of the feeling that I have right now with going to bed 
early and waking up early. And I know that's not going to last long because I'm a night owl. And this is a residual from Africa. I still haven't gotten my full sleep schedule. And I kind of want to, I want to ride this until, you know, until I wear it out. I want, I've been waking up at five in the morning, working out. And that's, that's hard to do y'all. So I want to ride this out and uh, get back into a routine. Maybe we'll see. I think that I think I think that I need an accountability partner to get through this. And it's a lot of women that are searching for an accountability partner to get through that. The last time I did a dry February to middle of March, right, was COVID year. It was after my birthday, me and my bro birthday. And we was like, yo, 30 days, no liquor. It was pretty fucking terrible. A lot of shit happened. The world shut down. And every day we was like, bro, I need to drink. We actually ain't even make it to 30 days. Um, but we actually we had money on the line and we we both decided, you know what? 27 days ain't that bad. <laughs> like the world is shutting down. We don't know when we're gonna be able to get our next drink. So if you're looking into uh doing that with me, also let me know. And uh I'm learning how to do the whole like um, podcast over the phone so we can even hold each other accountable that way. So tomorrow is my mom's birthday and uh, still trying to record with her. So that's another update. We'll see. She sent me a uh, text on my birthday. One thing she going to do is, is remember her kid's birthday. She don't do much else, but she gonna remember your birthday. So she sent me a text and uh, she said, remember when I was 38 and you said I was old. I said, well, you're even older now. But I said, thank you so much, though. I said, 38 is old, but it's also beautiful. And your birthday will be beautiful also. So we had a little text moment. We'll see if she'll record with me. Another update. Group trip idea that I have. I want to go to... Do I even want to... Yeah, I I do want to share this. I want to go back to Paris and do 10 Instagram moments, right? With a group. The reason why I want to do this with the group is because I really want to spread awareness of taking pictures and living in the moment. I really, really, really do. Um, Take a moment out of your life, whatever you got going on, serious, not serious, your life's boring, your life's entertaining. Uh, Going through a divorce, um, just found out you was pregnant. Or just survived cancer, just got diagnosed. I don't know. All I know is as long as the doctor say you can fly and as long as you got the means and the money, let's go. Let, please don't be like eight months pregnant though. I don't, mm-mm. We don't want that. We don't want that. But <laughs> travel with your family with that. But... I want it to be a small, intimate group 
And I would like for it to be this year. And I would like to be when it's not as cold. Uh, keep in mind, it's always cold in Paris. Even in July, I went one July and it, at night. I needed a coat, not a light jacket. I needed a coat. Um, I want to print out the best pictures for each individual and mail it to them when we get back so that they can place it on their walls. So you can put on Instagram if you want to. But the point is, I want people to enjoy more of the moment, take in scenery, be happy in the moment, and be able to take this picture with them tangibly. It's in their hands. They can look at it and see like, man, I really live my life on August 12th, 2023. Um, this was a beautiful moment. The architecture was so beautiful. Boy, they got some nasty food in Paris. Whatever you take away from that Parisian trip is what you take away from it. But you're going to take something away from it. And it's going to be beautiful. That's the group trip idea that I have. Should I go ahead and curate that? Maybe for 2024. I don't know a picture of me living. I know Trey Cherie is ready for it. But I'm not sure if uh, Picture Me Living is ready for it. We'll see. I do have a trip idea to um, Antarctica. I might be on that one solo. June even said, yeah, I'm not doing that. So let's get into some uh, hot topics real quick. Uh, Saucy Santana made a video about and if you don't know who saucy santana is he is a um gay rapper black and i like his music a lot actually rent rent do rent rent do <laughs> i like going on the treadmill today because rent is due when you're on the treadmill get get to it bitch rent is due the fuck so he made a video saying that straight men should not be smoking hookah. And if you smoking hookah, you gay. And that's a huge generalization. Y'all know I'm a hookaholic. And I've discussed this in season one. I've discussed the origins of hookah from my perspective. But I actually pulled out some receipts, man. Um, we ought to stop generalizing within our community, man. It's... It makes it unenjoyable to even be in America. It's a little bit embarrassing. Like, why are we generalizing? I unfollowed the baby because of that. And I'm going to just leave that there. I'm on the fence with uh, Santana because I really like that song. Um, when his when the baby songs come on, I, I change it. I don't enjoy listening to him anymore. He made generalization and he, you know, embarrasses baby mom on live. I, I, I can't support that. Um, the baby, if you don't recall, he made generalizations about gay people at a huge festival. So if a gay dude does the same thing about straight men, I kind of have to keep the same energy no matter how much of a fan I am, right? This is, this is where I need a guest to help me out with that. Cause I am on the fence. I'm not even gonna lie because I am a fan. But I was also a, a the baby fan, right? And I don't follow him quick. Once he had that uh, woman on there with the baby attached to the her actual baby attached to her titty, 
and embarrassing online. I really couldn't support that. Um, let's look up some hookah history because you know what the ironic part about this? And if, if you don't know, let me go back. Other podcasts are generalizing straight men that smoke hookah also. And I have heard this in these streets. I have heard men say, oh, you you think I smoke hookah? I ain't gay. Oh, you think you like men that smoke hookah? That's whack. Why would, why would, as they smoke, they vape. Like, dude, you're holding a hookah in your hand. Okay. Um, I just always ignored that until Santana made the video. And I said, well, I wonder what those straight men that were generalizing straight men. Now, they was generalizing in private, though. So I didn't really judge that. I just ignored that. But I wonder what these straight men think. Because now this gay man is your leader. I wonder, are they saying the same thing? Um, it's a lot of women on podcasts that, you know, I don't feel like, and I'm not going to be mean, but I just feel like the women that are saying that are not women that I would ever listen to or take advice from. Um, you would have to Google it to see what I mean. I'm not going to call any names. I'm not going to say anything, but <laughs> they shouldn't be giving opinions on, on straight men that can afford a $60 hookah for an hour and a half usage because they have disposable income to do something. Um, I'm going to just drop my mic right there. So the shisha is the flavored tobacco that they put inside of the hookah. And I actually learned a few things when I did a little research. Um, Hookah can be used for heating or vaporizing and then smoking either tobacco or flavored tobacco. So hookah can be viewed as the actual instrument or a vape. They call it a vape, but it's, you know, tomato, tomato. I think men feel a little bit more manly saying vape, which I don't know why. It's still, a, it's, it's, I digress. So a few men that's going to listen to this and send me a text message and say, hey man, why you do me like that? Um, it was even used for opium usage. So that's that. So what I did not know is that the hookah actually came from India and then Persia. I ain't know that. It was shaped a little bit different. And then the shape that we know here in Atlanta comes from the Middle East, right? And that was you. That one is used strictly for tobacco. So the original hookah was not used for um, tobacco. It was used for drugs. Um, most cafes in the Middle East offer shishas. I have an experience with that. Um, that was the first thing I did when I went to Dubai. And uh, I was the only woman in there. Uh, I don't know if women weren't allowed. I didn't really look up all the rules because I had been to Dubai before in the Navy. And I do remember in the Navy, we had briefings on how to dress, on how to talk. Um, when I first went to Dubai, it was Jabal Ali, and they was like, you can't make eye contact 
with men. Like it was, it was way more strict back in 2004 when I first went. Um, but now it's, it's a little bit more laid back. Um, I did get in trouble for making, uh, pictures, uh, making a video in public. Um, someone told me that that was because I was a woman, but I wasn't the one holding the video. I didn't give them all the context. So we're not quite sure what that rule is, but when I was smoking a hookah in this hookah like restaurant, everyone had one at every table, but I was the only woman. So I'm going to drop my mic there too. It's a bunch of wealthy men. And one of y'all broke asses here in Atlanta complaining about that shit. In the Arab world, in the Middle East, people smoke water pipes as part of their culture and traditions. Social smoking is done with a single or double hose hookah. Sometimes even with a triple or quadruple. Boy, wait till they bring that shit over here. <laughs> wait till they bring that over here. When the smoker is finished, they either place the hose back on the table, signifying that it is available or handed from one user to the next. Um, I did read something that kind of scares me. Um, let's see, where is it? Um, they transmit infectious diseases and pathogenic bacteria when hookers are sh- hookers are shared. Now, obviously, we share hookers. And Atlanta was the first place to keep shit moving in COVID. I mean, we invented that meme where you seen them flipping the coal, uh, talking about everything closed, Atlanta, flipping the coal. And it's also, you get a higher dosage of tobacco because it's right there. It's not filtered through the water. So it's right there. And then you got this cancer coal sitting on the top. I mean, I'm not judging because I'd be the first one to, excuse me, waitress, can we get a hookah? Um, and the next day, the hangover is it's pretty bad. You're pretty hydrated from smoking hookah. So it is something to be aware of. So then I Google, well, who smokes the most hookah? Right. Nationwide estimated, this is America, an estimated 590,000 high school students. What the fuck? Now that, I was just like shocked then they said the number is similar among boys and girls but significantly higher among hispanic high school students six percent compared to white students three percent now that did shock me um june don't smoke but He actually hates the smell. He's a diva in the house when I use it. You can't take that outside. Um, the majority of past year hookah tobacco smokers were between the ages of 18 and 24. While 9.3% of the past year were adults ages 40 and older. Now, I mean, that just, does that shock you? Like, what the fuck? Could everybody in the club be between 30 and 30, uh, 30 and 40. So... I mean, you're going to see some youngsters that's like 25, but the majority of users are 18 to 24. That, that, oh, you know what? Because a vape is a hookah. Oh, oh. 
I'm telling you, I'm going to get some texts on that one. They're going to be like, Trey, why you? Because I've heard some vape users. They be turning their nose up the hookah. And I be like, bro, you got a hookah in your hand. You know what? Never mind. Sips my treasury sex cocktail. All right, man. Conspiracy theories. That's my last topic because y'all swear the podcast all talk about the same thing. I had a guest for conspiracy theories and aliens and all that shit. She flaked twice. She's still welcome to come back. I want. I, come on, sis. Sit down and talk to me. Um, but I can't wait on you to talk about certain things. I'm going to bring it up now and maybe you can come next weekend. Um, I, That's a big thing that I like to talk about. For real, for real. Um, I have released... Is it me or when you turn 38, you just really don't give a fuck what people think about you? I have released a lot more fucks than I I released a lot the last few years anyway. But I think I released the last fucks that I had to give about what people think about me. So I'm ready to talk about some really weird shit on this podcast. Um, (laughs) I'm really, really, really ready to discuss stuff like that. Um. What conspiracy theories interest you? Right now, it is snowing in Southern California. You know they cut the rain on in like Dubai, right? So who cut the snow on over here? If you didn't know, they cut the rain on in Dubai. I'm telling you, when it's a, when it's a drought and it gets too hot out there, they cut the rain on. It is a rain machine of some sort. So ooh, I don't I don't fucking know. And so I read a Sydney Sheldon book when I was growing up. And it was about a um weather balloon conspiracy theory. Look up shit Sydney Sheldon. He was, I mean, all those books are immaculate. I think I might read them over again, actually. He actually created um I Dream of Genie. One of those genie shows he created. Anyway, um, yeah, he wrote this book about conspiracy, um, a a weather balloon conspiracy that the government can shut on and shut off um, when they feel like it. What about global warming? Um, People been kind of telling us about it. Remember Al Gore really went on this like rant about that a while ago and he been quiet recently like now leo is going uh leonardo dicaprio he's going on a rant about it is that what's happening right now what about the balloons that they keep shooting down they keep saying it is a chinese balloon like or is it is it aliens um I don't know, man. I think these are really, really, really great topics to sit and have a drink with somebody and get into detail and uh, talk about this because I don't want to show up missing. I don't want to talk about it by myself. I want somebody to come here so we can have a witness if uh, the CIA come and scoop me up. Why is it snowing in Southern California, though? Why was it all that rain a few months ago? 
and it was just unheard of right like why the fuck you see i have on a crop top it is february 26th it feels good as fuck in atlanta it feels amazing like it feels like i'm finna go outside and be a hoe today it feels like i don't need a jacket and i'm not responding to somebody's son tonight like that's what it feels like outside in february um it's not normal it's not normal you guys what are some other conspiracy theories i ain't really looked into the um balloons that they shot down i did miss a big point though that i wanted to make i'm gonna go back to the because i'm clearly bothered about y'all complaining about podcasts i had talked to a co-worker friend about um my travel topics get the least amount of listens i mean y'all see the title and you just wait till next week but man dating and relate oh my god it's out of this world y'all be listening <laughs> and he said that's because people are broke they don't want to listen to travel and that's why i try to infuse it and make like a hybrid and talk about everything um and I don't like the term broke. Financially challenged. But if you broke, why the fuck are you dating? If you're broke, why are you dating? Um, my son is 16 years old. And this is something that every day I talk to my son about something different real life. Every single day. Right now has been budget, 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 credit card, budget, 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 credit card, credit, budget, budget. What's the GPA to get in the Morehouse? What's the GPA to get in the Georgia Tech? But if you ask my son, I've been told him. Miss one next 15, one coming. But what you, it ain't no phrase for missing out on money in your 20s. They ain't come out with a phrase for that. You just fucked up focusing on women in high school and college. You missed the bus. You you caught the hoes bus though, but you ain't actually catch the actual life bus. You ain't actually catch the bus where um, it takes you to winning in life, to being successful in life. You missed that bus, but you got you some pussy. If that's your goal, go ahead then, bro. But um, I, uh, uh, it's my job to tell you that this is what's important. I gave my son a lesson on minimum wage. Told him to Google it. Do a budget off minimum wage. Do a budget off twenty dollars an hour. And then I gave him how much I make an hour. And my son said, "You made that." And I was like, yeah, I, I pay a thousand dollars in taxes every two weeks, though. That's just federal. I, I got to pay Georgia right after that. Four fifty. I got to pay Social Security right after that. And so we went over my actual budget. This is the mortgage. This is the boy that's asking me for some Yeezys or some Jordans. This is groceries. Um, what it, What is your mama left with? This is how much hookahs cost, and I'm gonna get two of those, <laughs> two of those a paycheck. So anyway, uh, I said, but I like your reaction. We're gonna tie that in to the original conversation of 
miss one next 15, one coming. I wasn't worried about that in high school. I ain't have shit. I had to go to work. Not only did I have to go to work, I had to worry about how I was going to eat next week and the week after that. Nothing was coming in. I was paying bills. I was paying rent when I shouldn't. I was homeless. I didn't have shit. And I said, no, I don't want to live my life like this. Sob story, sob story, sob story. Either way, it's other people that came from well-off parents that are also working with me that don't have the sob story that decided to get good grades, that decided the hoes, they going to be there. But this, I need to focus. So why the fuck are you concerned about dating if you can't afford a flight to Miami? $50 with the proper plan that American would get you from Atlanta to Miami and back for $50. But you worried about dating. And you worried about her splitting the bill with you. I need y'all to uh, scale back your priorities so that uh, Picture Me Living podcast can be a part of your uh, daily listen here. And uh, we're going to go from there. Hopefully, I, I, I that was supposed to be at the beginning of the episode. But the treasury sex cocktail is so good that I went out of order. So hopefully we'll see you next week with a game of I Never. Submit your questions or an interview from uh, Laura, L-O, Westside, Westside Laura. And um, we'll go from there. Thank you for listening. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe.